Good Wednesday evening. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies. It's me, it's me, it's Big Guy KG. Welcome to Wednesday Wind Up Live. You know, we're a couple days late. Super Bowl's over, but we wanted everything to die down before we jumped in and talked about the Super Bowl as a whole. Um, You know, talked about what's going on and what's the deal and all that good jazz. But uh, be honest with you, Super Bowl lived up to the hype, didn't come out the way that I thought it would, didn't come out the way that I wanted it to. So uh, the boss, BJ, and myself made an on-air bet Sunday morning. And, you know, we were talking about District Taco for the winner. And we changed it before kickoff to Hot Dog and fries, which is down in Alexandria, Virginia. No, we're not getting paid to say that. But uh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we plan on going and waiting on the boss to jump in here so we can knock out this um this 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 react. You know, we're not gonna be here long. Cause it's gonna be a good time, but not a long time. So first and foremost, congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh winning Super Bowl fifty six. Their first Super Bowl win, uh, win since the 99 season. Uh, Super Bowl MVP Cooper Cup had a great game. Sad to see uh, Odell Beckham go down in the game, uh, possible torn ACL. But he got his ring, and he had his catch on the big stage. Uh, the Bengals fought hard but couldn't couldn't get it going, so – you know, it's it's okay. Uh Matthew Stafford, first year out of Detroit and wins the Super Bowl. Twenty-six of forty, two eighty-three, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Cam Akers, thirteen carries, twenty-one yards. Uh Cooper Cup, eight catches, ninety-two yards and two touchdowns. Odell Beckham, two catches, fifty-two yards and a touchdown. Uh for the Bengals, Joe Burrow, twenty-two of thirty-three, two sixty-three and a touchdown. Uh, Joe Mixon, one for one, six uh, yards in the touchdown. Joe Mixon also had 15 carries for 72 yards. T. Higgins, four catches, 100 yards. Uh, Jamal Chase, five for 89. Tyler Boyd, five for 48. Now, let me say something. I'm going to say something about this game. Jamal Chase cooked Jalen Ramsey damn near all of that game. Okay? Let's not forget that. Let's not go away from that. Uh, but, uh, he got cooked. Jamal Ramsey got cooked that whole entire game. So let's, let's call a spade a spade here. Okay. If Joe Burrow would have had a sliver of time, more time to get that ball off, that was touchdown game over. Jamal Chase, Joe Burrow, co-MVPs of this game. A lot of controversy came out of this game. Uh, offsides on fourth and one wasn't called. Um, the referees swallowed their whistles for three and a half quarters, and all of a sudden, the whistles saw blowing. You know, that's what, what kind of tarnished the game a little bit. But I will say this. They, they let them play for the most part. They should have let them play late in the game. Once it gets late in the game, please start letting these players play. Let them play. Uh, just... <sighs> I wasn't happy with the officiating, but it was better than it has been, okay? Uh, looking out at 
just everything, you know, you want to look into the offseason, but no, let's let the Rams bask in their glory for this time. They've done, you know, the Disney commercials and, you know, they went to Disneyland and everything. And, you know, it was pretty great. It's pretty good. Um, but uh, I, I don't I don't I don't really have anything bad to say about the game. The game was good. And the only problem was the Bengals didn't win. That's the only problem in my in my eyes is that the Bengals didn't win. Uh, but it was a, a, a pretty good game overall. Let's just say that pretty good game overall. Um, I don't I don't I don't know what else there is to say about this game. I mean, I, I love the game of football, but now once that clock hit zero, now everybody's back to being undefeated. You know, everybody's got a chance. And there's a lot of rumors coming out about a lot of things. You know, how are the Rams going to retool? Uh, the Bengals have the second most money under the cap. How are they going to get better? You know, it's just so much, so much that's going into this. But uh, before we move on, we have the man that keeps the whole operation running, keeps us in this nice, fancy equipment, and pays the guys in the truck, the boss, BJ. Good evening, good evening, good evening. What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, brother, feeling good. Um, Just giving my thoughts on this Super Bowl react. Uh, You know, I just talked about the game in general. That's all. You know, we're not going to be here long, so. I, just your thoughts on the game as you know as a whole did you like the game um i'm sure you're going to enjoy the the winnings cuz you know he gets the spoils winning another yet another bet here so um the game overall you know it was it wasn't a pretty super bowl it was a one of those super bowl that was rough around the edges you know if you're a football fan it's you know, you watch all types of football and you enjoy all types of football. It was, it was enjoyable. You get this, you got to sit back and see if, you know, if, you know, Detroit was holding Matthew Stafford back or was Matthew Stafford holding Matthew Stafford back? Um, you know, you got to see that. And, you know, he, he, he came through on the last drive. You know, they lost Odell Beckham to a torn ACL, I believe right before the half. Um, and, the 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 St. Louis front four not St. Louis. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Can you still hear me, big guy? Yeah, I still got you. Okay, okay. I, I see your I see your green, but I was like, maybe uh I, I hope I had, you know, good connection still. But um the LA defensive front and then to the to the credit, Cincinnati's defensive front was also good and you know, if you, whatever whatever team you're a fan of, you cannot get to this stage without some type of superb defensive line play. No matter who you got at corner, because we saw corners on both sides, and one of the corners, Ramsey, you know, supposed to be one of the top in the league. He got burned a couple times, and if you look at some of the still photos, it shows him being, you know, beat and falling down the last play of the game. Aaron Donald came up with that huge play. And, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow has a little bit more time, you know, what could have been, but you know, it wasn't because you have guys up front that can make a difference when it counts. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback. You need guys that can make a play. 
playmakers on that front four or front seven, however you're going to assemble your defense. If you're going to assemble it to have a strong front front four, they got to be able to get to the quarterback with just four people. You know, because now, if, you know, if you watch Buffalo, and, you know, I hate to make that example. Hate to make that example, um, but if you watch Buffalo rushing four, they can't get to the quarterback, and now it just becomes a waiting game to see for the other opposing team's quarterback to see who's going to get open because there's only so much you can run with wide receivers, you know. So, but um, overall, um, I get a game of C, big guy KG, um, halftime show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, you know, I just question why that um, these didn't um, these uh, these these icons of rap and hip hop soul R and B didn't get a little bit more time. I was a little disappointed in that. And then you know, the NFL put on display um, all the stars that were in attendance, and you know, basically L.A. And, you know, I just I'm looking at that the whole game and I'm like, man, this this isn't football. This isn't the people that have been rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals all year. These these aren't the people that has been rooting for the L.A. Rams all year. Damn near breaking your TV, you know, in the, the heat of the moment. These aren't these aren't these people. This isn't the, the NFL is promoting. um you know, stars and, you know, of course, you, you know, you want to show all your stars who's there. It's a big event. But what about us? You know, what about us? What about the little people that support our team and, you know, buy our gear and, and really fans? You know, what about us? And I agree with you wholeheartedly, brother. I agree. You know, Super Bowl ticket went from being Super Bowl one. What is the average? Twelve dollars. To now, what was it, four thousand dollars to go to a bro, Super Bowl? Bro. And like we were talking about, bro. I don't, yeah, it might have been maybe it was standing room tickets at four grand. It was <laughs> the tickets more than four grand. I can believe it. it I I, I want to say it might have been you know, but what I was seeing was six, five, six, seven for for cheap seats. Like you know, it's it's like. How much will you have to save? Let's just say a, a Super Bowl ticket. Let's just say seventy five hundred, and let's say you put that away twelve months. Like when you start from there, you want to go to Super Bowl next year. You got to put away six hundred and twenty five dollars, and this isn't including airfare. This isn't including hotel, because man, you can you just imagine how much the hotels cost in L.A at the time of the Super Bowl, how much they're going to cost next year in Vegas, you know? Um, because, KG, I'm like, for real, and I told you this, like, I can't afford, unless I hit the lottery, unless I hit a number, get a little extra savings, or one of these crypto coins shoot up, I can't afford to go to the Super Bowl. And for me, I really feel like you know, my my bills are being this. I really think the next two to three year window, the bills will be in the Super Bowl. And I would love to be there. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be there and watch your team play in a Super Bowl. And I said maybe the next best thing would be in the city at a backer bar 
you know, with, you know, surrounded by, you know, fans. But it's just like, who can afford this, man? Like next year in Vegas, KG, who can afford the, the, the everything's already shot out of a cannon as far as price, gas, food, uh, the fake empty shelves, the fake paranoia about, and I hate to sound like a, this is CNN or Fox News, but the, this fake hysteria about, you know, oh my God, we don't have the this and we don't have that. So prices are already shooting out the roof. Just imagine what the, the fair, airline fares are going to be. You already have prime, you know, Vegas is already a tourist spot, a, a prime destination if you want to get away. So just imagine what that's going to be like next year for the Super Bowl. Hmm. Mayhem. Uh, it's going to be epic because you're going into the city that never sleeps. Remember when the All-Star game was there? That showed you what a big event. And this is when the All-Star game, we're talking pre-COVID, NBA All-Star game. So you had everybody that's anybody showing up in the town. You had the parties the three days worth of festivities because you know in actual actually four days because all-star weekend starts on thursday uh you got the celebrity game on friday the uh all-star saturday night on saturday but you have things leading up uh you know they have jam sessions we're familiar with that when they had it in dc we were able to go to jam session uh which is pretty much a smorgasbord of sports memorabilia, um, former players, current players. You, you, you never know who you're going to see. Uh, and a little side note, I, I'm think, I wish the All-Star game would come back to D.C. so they can do another jam session because I picked up a lot of vintage basketball cards about 20-some-odd years ago that I still have to this day. Uh, because we helped the gentleman, somebody knocked over the uh, stacks of cars and he let us have anything we wanted for free. So, you know, cause we helped him straighten up. So I would love to get that again because it's some things that I need, but it's so much that's going on. But now you're putting that in Vegas with all of those events. Oh man, it's going to be mayhem. Super Bowl is not three days. Super Bowl is a week long celebration. It's a lot that goes into that. It's going to be epic next year in Vegas. First time ever in Vegas. Epic. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It, it, it's, it's, man, it's, you know, the pro, the pro bowl was in Vegas and, you know, unfortunately, Alvo Kamara got caught up in a situation and, you know, of course, I don't know the whole situation, but, you know, Vegas is a, a dangerous place if you don't have things reeled in because things can get out of control quick. It's a party city, and now you have these millionaire athletes, you know, um, you know, now having to. You know, I'm pretty sure they don't stay in this. I, well, I don't know. I don't know what a Raiders practice facility is. I'm pretty sure it's on the same grounds as Allegiant Stadium. Cause that's how they making them now, right? KG is, you know, you usually get your, your practice, you know, so you don't have two separate places like the commanders do. You go to, got to go to Ashburn to practice and you play in Landover. Usually, you know, now they're trying to have them uh, together. Right. Um, so, but you know, that's, it's a, 
if you don't have the right setup from top to bottom, and I'm talking about organization-wise, um, front office, owner, top down, because it's a unique situation for your teams in L.A. Like the L.A. Lakers organization, they're used to what comes with being a player in L.A. So when they get players there, like Kobe Bryant, they can mold them. They got the right people around them. They have the legends to kind of, hey, kid, you know, I don't care if you want it or not, I'm going to hold your hand through this. You know, um, you, you know your your Raiders legends aren't <laughs> didn't play in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, you still have your your legends and, you know, older players in, in the NBA and NFL that can, you know, tutor and lend a hand if that's wanted. So it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be very interesting. Very interesting to, to see what two weeks – in Vegas for the Super Bowl be like, and, you know, if I'm a coach, um, well, let me ask you, KG, because I talk, I talk a lot and I talk enough. If you're a coach, do you bring your team to Vegas right away so they can get the atmosphere underneath them so they can get used to, you know, get the, 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 the gambling, the partying kind of out of their system? Or do you come, you know, do you stay in practice at home and then you fly in Saturday. I mean, I, I don't think you can. You got to be there for media week, don't you? You don't have to be. But old school, conventional wisdom, uh, like Super Bowls in New Orleans. You tell them straight up, we're going to get off this plane. Get it out of your system. No curfew, no bed check. Go. You got five days to do it. Go. But we and especially when you got that week layoff. So right after the NFC or AFC championship game, you head into the city because everything's already booked. You head into the city and you say, get it out your system. We'll come back here. We'll meet. No meetings, no nothing. You got five days. Get your shit together. And that's it. You let them get it out of their system. Then you reel them back in and you get them back in the football shape. You got another, what, nine days to get it done? And it's nine days preparing for one game is beautiful. And but the thing is, while the players are getting it out of the system, the coaching staff is just behind and uh, they're, 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 they're doing the work. So, yeah, that's a good idea, you know, because you can't. These are grown men we're talking about. You can't put a tight rein on them. Oh, well, we're doing bed checks at 11. These are grown men. This is a different generation. We known it was a different generation back in the seventies. That's what uh, Chuck Noll did uh, down in New Orleans when they played the Vikings. The Steelers played the Vikings. He told them, "Go get it out your system," and they party. They went down to French Quarter party. I mean, hard. And then they came in that thing, and they was ready to roll. You have to treat men like men. These are not children. But then when it's time to put the work in. That's when I say, okay, now we're going to move away from the city. And, you know, you know, we're in Las Vegas. We're going to move to Reno or something like that and practice out there where we're away from the glitz and the big lights. We're going to move to a smaller city where it's not so much traffic. And then you go to work. You work behind closed doors. That's what it is. I agree with that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I think it's going to, you know. Like you say, you have to treat grown men like grown men, but you have to also understand that you have players that are, you know, fresh out of college. And 
you know, it's on an organization to, you know, once you do, you know, you're doing your pre-draft interviews, you know, how, how a person handles themselves to determine, you know, I got to look after that guy a little bit. And, you know, things aren't the same as it was yesteryear. You know, we'll, you'll hear us say that all the time. You know, I don't know. It doesn't just doesn't seem like and, you know, I don't want to say it was like that yesteryear because we didn't have social media in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s. So how much of, you know, um, players like, you know, taking players under their wing or the coaches looking to the veteran players, having a veteran meeting? Like, you know, you're going to Vegas or L.A. for the Super Bowl. You might have to have a veteran meeting. But, like, look, all I'm asking you to do, if you got, um, you know, young guys at your position, it ain't got to be the whole team. It doesn't have to be the whole team. If you got, if you got players at your position, like let's say your linebacker group got a couple of veterans, and you got this young rookie stud. Hey, look after him. Look after him. I'm not saying you got to hold his hand, but you know you need to be checking on him. You need to be, you know, giving him, schooling him and stuff, and kind of, you know, making sure you he he doesn't go too far. You know, because you got to realize a lot of these kids, man, that, that make the NBA and the NFL come from nothing. You know, they come from absolutely nothing. So you got millions. Well, you got millions of dollars all of a sudden. And then, you know, damn, if you get drafted by Vegas, you know, like I think that probably would be the better situation because you, you kind of you would get over it quick. You know, you 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 would take. And be like, man, I, you know, I didn't party and, you know, you know, don't get me wrong. If you like partying, you like to be next to attractive people and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know, you'll never get tired of that, but you'll tone it down a little bit where you kind of realize, you know, I can't be doing this all the time. You know, I got to have a certain group of people. It's, it's, it's just a lot. And then, like I said, you have people that come from nothing Millions of dollars, they in Vegas, they in L.A., Miami, you know, you you got to get that out of your system. It's, that's what anything, man. Like if you hit, just you got to ask yourself, if tomorrow you woke up and you had the Powerball ticket for 400 million, like 20 years ago, and I can honestly say this, I'd have blown through that money. I would have blown through that money like running a red light and T-boning a car, cutting it in half. You know, now I'm a little old, a little wiser. I know I'm going to have a period where I'm going to call the big guy. I'm calling all the junkies. We flying to Vegas on me, you know? And when we get to the room, we're going to have a, a tiger named Leo in there. And he's going to watch old 80s movies with us. Like, you know, we're going to come outside. It's going to be... <laughs> Ferraris for everybody. You know, it, it, it's just, you know, you, you treat yourself, but you got to, you know, you got to go to a point. All right, that's it. Let's reel it in. We had enough fun. You know, let's make this money, make money. You know, yeah, we got enough to live and stuff, but um, you got to, you know, reel it in and kind of get back to reality. And, you know, it's for a lot of players, it's a shell shock. If you don't have somebody kind of right there with you when you get this, What's what's the first round signing bonus, KG? Uh I don't even know. It's uh I wanna say 
it's down to about 23, 24 million. I may be wrong. Let me see. I mean, the way they structure it. Just think about it. Just think about you coming in that type of. I don't know. We all, you know, subject. We talking about the Super Bowl. We don't have a lot of time, but you know, I just think that, you know, the game. I give a C. I did not like the the fact that you know regular people aren't celebrated. The regular fans aren't celebrated. Yeah, Jay Z was there. Yeah, LeBron was there. Yeah, uh, Ben and Ben and Jen. Um, you know, Kevin Hart. You name it. These people are there. Yeah, that's great. But what about the everyday fan? Because I, I promise you, all of those people you show on TV, none of them were at the L.A. Rams parade today celebrating the Super Bowl win. I promise you that. I promise you that. We can bet money on that, real money. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, and it's something I said about the commanders a couple episodes ago. You're losing your fans. Just an idea. It's not the gospel. You're losing your fans. You're losing your stadium. Why not go hand the tickets out? What are you losing at this point? They're not being bought. You know, go into your community where you got traffic backed up every Sunday. And here, here you go. Here. Hey, you ever been to a game before? Here. Go go to the go to the high schools, you know. Go to the middle schools. Go to you know f- for the kids that may honor or give them tickets, you know, for the the workers, you know, some of the union local unions. Give them tickets. And the thing is, they have a thing with the unions. The uh, I what is it? Um, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. They have things that, you know, they do with with them. You could be giving out those tickets to them. So, yeah, I agree with that 100 percent. And then and and I'm not not going to put everything on the commanders because you have, you know, a lot of companies that, you know, hey, I'm singing to this game, you know, because they their executives are going to the games. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, if you if you listen to this show, we're way off track. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we talk about the, we talk about the Super Bowl, and we we we're somewhere else. But what, let me what tell you, you this. Know? Let me yeah. tell you this. Uh, signing bonus for an NFL draft pick for twenty twenty one. Twenty four million for the number one pick, and five million for the number thirty two pick. Uh, uh, let's just let's just go on the lower tier, five million. I can like right now, if I came into five million dollars, like I'm good. But guess what? And people are going to say, especially younger people, because I was there. Like, you crazy. $5 million, I'm done working. Let me tell you why. Because $5 million, get all my debt situated, not going to buy no fancy car. Um, I might treat myself to a Tesla. But you best believe I'm going to be the Airbnb king. I'm going to have rental properties. I'm going to have the Tesla I just bought. I'm buying five of them. You're like, B, you don't need five Teslas. No, nah, I don't. But Turo does. Mm. You know, I forgot the other rental car thing. They do. Just imagine you having five Teslas on there, print, brand new, pretty Teslas. 
that look like on Toro, they fetch you anywhere from 150 to 500 a day. It don't have to be five Teslas. It could be three Teslas and a and Z06 Corvette. You know, a couple of, couple of nice little, you know, a, a nice BMW. And bam, guess what? You didn't just turn your $5 million into unlimited income. Exactly. But, you know, that's another show. Well, let me let me throw this before we go on to the next topic. You give me five million dollars. The same thing I would have said 20 years ago, I'm going to say today. And I've told you this, man, shoot, more than half our lives. I've told you this. I'm going to start me a funeral home. Endless money. Endless money. Everybody got a job. You don't want to work it as your main job. You got a backup job when you're in between jobs. I'm starting a funeral home. That's it. And that's all. So uh, you buy yourself with that. <laughs> what? You buy yourself with that. No, no, but no, I, no I know where I know where I need to, you know, once that once that time come, you know, you definitely have. But it, dude, you suppose you always told me you was going to do the books. Come on now. Don't leave me. Don't leave me by myself. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to do the books, but I'm being Miami. <laughs> I ain't gonna be nowhere near that day. Well, let me. Last but not least, when we're talking about the Super Bowl, now we didn't gave you money advice. We didn't gave you Super Bowl react. Now let me tell you this: the halftime show, the most anticipated halftime show of a Super Bowl in recent years. I enjoyed it. It was relatively short, but I enjoyed it. Um, mostly everybody I know enjoyed the halftime show. Uh, now two things that came out of that is a lot of people say, well, I didn't understand it. I'm not, I turned the channel because I'm not watching that crap. Okay. But this is a generation that's been starved. We haven't had a mainstream black act or, 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 or African-American acts, whatever you want to call it. We haven't had hip hop at all, but to have somebody to follow Prince Prince was in 2007. Michael Jackson was 93 or was that 95 in the desert? Nope. That was Rose Bowl. 93. Diana Ross is 95 in the desert. Michael Jackson stood on stage for 10 minutes and did not move. He snapped his head. 25,000 people fainted. You can't top that. You can't top Prince doing purple rain in the rain. You can't top that. This halftime show came damn close. And it's going to be mentioned in the same breath with those two that I just mentioned. A lot of people didn't like it. Now, here's my react to it. And it's been all of Kevin Blackenstone of Around the Horn, uh, University of Maryland professor. Um, all around good dude. I, I love Kevin Blackenstone. I've always loved him because he, he does not hold back. He says something on national TV that I have been saying all this time this halftime show is that the only thing that was supposed to come out of this partnership with jay-z to kind of take away you know take your eyes off the racism that's going on in the league and I, I said that before and i'll say it now yes that was a great halftime show it was beautiful good to see snoop uh good to see dr dre mary j it was great to see 50 cent uh, Eminem, you know, it was beautiful. 
But now I have to, I, you know, I got to look behind the, the front part and see what's going on behind the scenes. It, it makes me wonder, is that all that Jay-Z was a partner for? Is just to get a musical act at halftime, you know? Because remember, it's time to move past kneeling. But yet we haven't come up with anything to move past it with because the same things that were going on in the world back in 2015 and 16 is still going on to this day. The police-involved shootings, the police brutality against people of color, you know, the racism, period, is still running rampant. We have not found a way to properly address that. So, you know, we have yet to move past kneeling, in my opinion. Also, there is no plan from one Sean Carter. How we're going to move past kneeling. I wasn't waiting for him anyway. But for those of you that were waiting with bated breath, there is no plan because I haven't heard one. And even if he did come up with a plan, it has to make sense. But I mean, I'm, I got my own plans to move past kneeling if we're going to do it. But this right here, I mean, if that's all this partnership produced was a bomb ass halftime show, what was the point of the partnership? And that's not to take away from the performers and, you know, Eminem taking the knee and everything. And uh, uh, Dr. Dre, uh, well, we wanted to bleep out still not loving police. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to, I mean, love police at this present point when, you know, you got people laying on their sofa sleep, you executing a no knock warning, you know. They wound up dead in their own home with a registered gun that he's allowed to have. But nobody's talking about that. So that's just my thoughts on the halftime show. Great halftime show. Great. But if that was all that the partnership produced was a great halftime show, I'm going to need y'all to go ahead and end that partnership uh, NFL. Uh, Jay-Z, get your money. But Please don't get your money on the backs of those that are suffering at the hands of police, at the hands of racists. You know, don't don't get your money on the backs of people that's out here in the struggle. Just my opinion, though. And very, very, very solid opinion, brother. You've been voicing that ever since the minute. Jay-Z and Roger Goodell show face with each other. So very, very solid. I don't have any rebuttal or any anything to say. I, you know, I agree with everything you said. You know, unfortunately, you know, just seeing the, the wave of coaching hires, you know, you see nothing's changed. So, you know, um, we've been talking about that the last couple of weeks, ever since, uh, you know, Black Monday hit. And, um, you know, it's time for some of these coaches to, to Vamoose, so and you know whole the whole situation with Brian Flores. So I'm not going to dive in that too much more. I, uh, I think you said everything you need. And let's not forget, we're talking about coaches. Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Now I make a promise right now. Tomorrow night, tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, somehow, some way, we got to get on and we got to talk about coaching diversity, not only in the NBA. I mean, not only in the NFL, but also in the NBA. We got to talk about both. So we'll put a pin in it for tonight, but we need to talk about diversity in the coaching ranks in all four major sports, actually. So.
Hey, brother, I think that's all we got for tonight, man. We we said 15, we had 30. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we out of here for tonight, man. We, uh, you know, fire up the show again and we'll talk some uh, some NBA. We haven't really dived, dove into the uh, James Harden, Ben Simmons trade. We'll, you know, talk about that a little bit. And, and uh, yes, indeed. So, until next time, which hopefully will be tomorrow night. That's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime, and we kept it under an hour tonight, baby. So we showing it. We are out of here.